0: Welcome to Revival from the Bible, a daily devotional podcast designed to help more people get into God's Word and get more out of the Word. I'm Ben Blakey. Today's passage is Revelation 16. When you think about the judgment of God, do you get uncomfortable? Now, there's an aspect of that that's Probably right and proper and understandable. Uh, the, the judgment of God is an intense thing. And even what we saw earlier in Revelation, this silence in heaven for half an hour. And I think if we really think about the gravity of the judgment of God, we should all shudder a little bit. I think even of uh, how the beavers talk about aslan uh in the lion the witch and the wardrobe in the chronicles of narnia you know anyone that can stand before aslan without his knees knocking they basically say is braver than most or a fool and i think we would be fools to not tremble in some sense at the thought of the judgment of god it is not meant to be a comfortable thought. And the discomfort from that thought should drive us to repent. It should drive us to evangelize and, and seek to make disciples. Uh, so that there are good things that can come from that. But there's another aspect where feeling uncomfortable at the judgment of God is probably not a good thing. when it comes up where you, where you kind of start getting uncomfortable because you feel like eh, God's judgment maybe seems a bit too much, Or or maybe you start to feel like it's over the top, or man, I hope nobody asks me about the judgment of God because I I don't know how I would really justify that. And if those are ways that it makes you feel uncomfortable, then we need to work through that. Because as we're going to see in our reading today, when God's judgment comes, the thought in heaven will not be, ooh, this seems like a bit much. They will be. They will be saying, we we will see even today, the angel will say, it is what they deserve. Uh, Let's dig into Revelation 16 together. And what we see here are the final judgments in this time of tribulation, these seven bowls of God's wrath. And they are poured out on the world and they are intense. But note, as This happens that an angel pours out his bowl into the rivers and the springs of water and they become blood. And it says, I heard the angel in charge of the waters say, just are you, O Holy One, who is and who was for you brought these judgments for they have shed the blood of saints and prophets and you have given them blood to drink. It is what they deserve. And I heard the altar saying, yes, Lord God, the almighty, true and just are your judgments. These will be the cries of heaven on the day of God's judgment, that they will see these intense judgments and say, yes, it is right. It is what they deserve. They will say, yes, Lord God, the almighty, true and just are your judgments. There won't be any thought about "Eh, this being over the top because One thought I want us to get out of the reading today is this. The severity of God's judgment exposes the severity of sin. The reason why sometimes we feel like God's judgment maybe seems a bit much. When we start to think that way, it reveals we don't understand the depth and the severity of sin. And connected to that thought, that also usually shows that we don't really have a proper appreciation for the holiness of God. If we really understand the holiness of God, we will understand more how heinous sin really is. Is And you see some of the severity of sin in this passage. A couple things to note. One is more parallels here, like we talked about yesterday, with the plagues to Egypt. I mean, think of painful sores. Uh, It's one of the plagues, water turning to blood, there being darkness. And then uh, another similarity between this and the Egyptian plagues is notice the hardness of heart that we see here. Uh, The fourth angel pours out his bowl and the sun is scorching people with fire. And what happens when they're scorched with the fierce heat? They cursed the name of God who had power over those plagues. They did not repent and give him glory. Or then the fifth angel, there's darkness and the people nod their tongues in anguish and cursed the God of heaven for their pain and sores. They did not repent of their deeds. Um, So, here we, we also see that there's a hardness of heart. There is a failure to repent. And so, I want you to see how the severity of God's judgment exposes the severity of sin. Because we have to remember, people that are not in Christ they are enemies of Christ. And that's where you'll meet some of them in our the world. And, and you might be like, this person seems like a nice person. But when push comes to shove, if they were in this situation, they're going to be among those cursing God and failing to repent if they are not in Christ. And so this th- these judgments really unmask the sinfulness of sin and the hardness of heart that brings about God's Judgment. The severity of God's judgment exposes the severity of sin. And so there's a couple applications I want us to think about in response to these judgments that will be poured out on the world in this time. And the first is this, think through what God has saved you from. None of us, I I think, should be able to read Revelation 16 and act like... Uh, the Pharisee in Luke chapter 18. Do you remember him? Remember the Pharisee who he was there and the, the tax collector was there? And he says, God, I thank you. I thank you that I am not like other people. And I don't do these bad things. And I don't do those bad things. And I do these good things. And thank you that I'm not like that tax collector over there. I don't think we should read Revelation 16 and say, God, thank you that I don't deserve these judgments. No, newsflash, you do. And without Christ, you would be headed down this same road of unrepentance, rebellion, and ultimately judgment where you would rightfully get what you deserve. I think if we read this passage without stopping to appreciate the grace that God has shown us, that we in Christ are not getting what we deserve, then I think we've lost the plot a little bit and lost sight of the grace of God and perhaps even of our own sinfulness. We deserve, you deserve to be judged by God for your sin without Christ. But if God in His grace has saved you, well, now He has called you to something else and He has changed you. That's where, yes, now you should be living a different life. Now you should be living a life filled with the fruit of the Spirit and more characterized by by righteousness. But that is all the result of Christ in you, not yourself. Left to your own devices, you would be headed towards an end like Revelation 16. And so I want you to think through what God has saved you from but also I want you to think of what God is calling you to avoid. Uh, You are called to avoid sin. And I hope seeing the severity of sin mixed with this judgment that we see here in Revelation uh, inspires you and, and puts extra fuel in the fire. Man, I don't want to give in to sin when I see how nasty sin really is. And even I, I want to guard my own heart because I if I give in a little bit to sin, who's say who's to say that my heart won't be hardened? Or where I'm not repenting and I'm walking in sin. And that mixes then with the sixth angel Um, These demonic spirits are going and basically gathering the world to assemble them for this battle in this place called Armageddon. But there's this, even in the ESV, it's put in parentheses. It's reminding us of things we've already seen in Revelation, things that we've seen really all throughout the New Testament. Jesus talks about these things. Verse 15, behold, I am coming like a thief. Blessed is the one who stays awake keeping his garments on that he may not go about naked and be seen exposed. What we see here is, God commending us to to live in a state of spiritual vigilance. We want to be ready when Christ has come. One passage we've read recently along these lines is 1 John 2, verse 28. And now, little children, abide in him so that when he appears, we may have confidence and not shrink from him in shame at his coming. If you know that he is righteous, you may be sure that everyone who practices righteousness has been born of Him. We want to have confidence at his coming and not shrinking back in shame. And you will be tempted to sin today. And this passage should help you see, man, the sin, I'm gonna unmask it for what it is. Look how heinous sin really is. Look at the judgment that sin receives. Look at the danger for how sin can harden your heart. I want to be awake. I want to be alert. I want to be ready for the master to return. So that I am found with my garments on. I am found ready. I'm not found caught up in sin. These are things that should motivate us. So we come back to where we started. How do you feel when you think about the judgment of God? Well, if that discomfort comes from thinking that God's judgment is too harsh, you need to think differently. You need to think biblically. But there still is a right discomfort that comes thinking of the severity of God's wrath, and that it that is just. it is a just severity. And that should should motivate us. It should help us to remember what we have been saved from. It should help us to think what God is calling us to avoid right now. It should motivate us to be faithful and to call more people to repentance while they can, to call more people to respond to Christ. Why hasn't Christ come back yet? Well, Uh, 2 Peter 3 tells us it's because he's waiting for more people to repent. Maybe we will see some of that today, and we should be working uh, to that end. Thanks for digging into God's Word with me today on Revival from the Bible. For more resources, check out RevivalFromTheBible.com. To learn more about Compass Bible Church Treasure Valley, go to CompassBible.tv. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you.